Eggs are terrible for you. All processed food should be eliminated from your diet. Kale and other plants are poisonous and should not be consumed. And fasting? Well, there's no evidence that it actually extends lifespan. Today we're going to be talking about the dangers of talking in absolutes. I'm Kennedy Della Serna and this is Beyond the Nonsense with Kenny. The purpose of this podcast is to arm you with the knowledge to make stronger, healthier decisions. To do this, we will use this podcast as a playground to explore the research and discuss the science-based tools that could work for you. As a reminder, my expertise lies in my opinions and my experiences. Should you decide to implement anything discussed within this podcast, I strongly urge you to consult a medical professional before doing so. Now keeping that in mind, let's get to the good stuff. So last week we discussed the flaws of our healthcare system and where we can make up for those flaws by taking control, taking back our health. But that leads us to the next step. Where do we begin? So I've been doing some research, looking at other people's Instagrams, looking at books, trying to read up on this. Where, where would one begin their health journey? Where would someone start? And holy moly, is there a ton of information out there. And it's confusing. No wonder no one knows where to start. And one thing I really discovered is that a lot of these health influencers out there find a miracle. And this miracle worked wonders for them. It worked wonders for their health struggles that they were going through. So they decide, you know what? I'm going to share this. I'm going to spread this information out there, start my channel, and help millions of other people, which is great. And it's really great because if they do share this information. They help other people get through their health needs and it works. And then sometimes some people have adverse reactions. Sometimes it doesn't go their way. But I also find that then we get into absolutist territory where you get your hardcore vegans, your hardcore carnivores, your hardcore keto fanatics, and there's no room to say that those don't work for me. Now we touched on this topic a little bit in episode one, but I felt that it was so important to expand upon. It really lays a foundation of why taking back your health is so important. And also it's going to lay a foundation for the rest of the episodes. So sometimes when I break down the nuances of, um, of some health advice, when we break down certain diseases and we talk about um, certain diets, you need to take this information, assess it, and understand that, okay, it, this doesn't work for me for many reasons, and we're about to get into a lot of those. So I've made a list 
of reasons why one size just doesn't fit all, why one diet might not work for you while it works for your best friend or your mother or whoever else. So let's get into those. So the first reason that I'm gonna bring up that one size just doesn't fit all is because of genetics. Now, an example of this would be with vitamin A in vegans. So one reason that some of the population just can't be vegan, and I know a lot of vegans are gonna be upset about that and going to push back, but our genes play a huge role in this. So one reason that some of the population just can't be vegan is because they have gene mutations that prevent them from from basically converting some of what is found in these plants into the specific vitamins that we need. For example, with vitamin A um, or retinol, retinol vitamin A is not found in plants. What is found in plants is the precursor to vitamin A. Now, when properly functioning within our bodies, we can eat these plants, and if we have these precursors, the precursor the precursors can be turned into vitamin A. But with a certain gene mutations, well, several gene mutations, you're taking in these precursors and your body, because of these gene mutations, is not able to convert properly. Your body is not able to convert these precursors into vitamin A, thus you become vitamin A deficient. Now, the studies even show that just eating more and more of, say, these carrots, which are a great source of these precursors of uh, vitamin A, just eating more and more carrots still does not help. You will just build up an excess amount of these precursors and your body still cannot convert it into vitamin A. Um, and I actually have a stat that says about 45% of the population carry these polymorphisms. So they, 45% of the population actually has this gene mutation that does not allow them to convert these precursors into vitamin A. Now, if we are lacking in vitamin A, this causes thyroid issues, night blindness, and other vision impairments. Um, this impairs your immunity, so you can get um, illnesses, you can get sick a lot easier, and it also causes dental problems. Um, another thing to know is that if you are trying to be vegan, but you have low thyroid function, you have a compromised gut health, um, you're an alcoholic, you have liver disease, or you're also deficient in zinc, then your body has a hard time as well converting uh, these precursors found in plants to vitamin A, thus also causing you to be deficient in vitamin A, then causing those other issues to arise. So gene mutation plays a big role here. Um, this is just one example of why some reasons that people find they become sick a lot easier than maybe one of their friends who also went vegan. Um, gene mutations are a big deal. So with gene mutations, um, that's very similar to also your gut health. Now, um, what are we talking about when we talk about gut health? We're talking about the little bacteria that is in your stomach 
that helps break down certain foods. Now we have good bacteria and bad bacteria and the foods that we eat are actually feeding into either those good bacteria or the bad bacteria. Um, and depending on many factors, this gut bacteria is kind of different for everyone. And sometimes when we don't get certain foods, certain gut bacteria is not, um, certain gut bacteria dies out. So say you were vegan for a while and, or say you were a carnivore, you someone who just ate a well-balanced diet, um, and then you switch to a vegan diet and you had a well-balanced diet, but it was all plant-based. Um, when you go through that transition, your gut biome, your gut health and the bacteria within your gut are going to change. Now, for some people, they go through a little bit of change. They feel that change within their stomach and they end up being fine. But for other people, um, when that gut, gut bacteria goes away, sometimes it was really healthy gut bacteria. And now you are, you have a loss of that gut bacteria, um, which is providing bad gut bacteria to actually um, have room to expand within your stomach, within your gut lining, and can, can cause you to be more susceptible to illnesses, to sicknesses. Um, it, causes bad digestion so maybe you're not getting the, the right nutrients from certain foods that you are eating because that gut bacteria the bad gut bacteria is actually taking over within your stomach so an example of um, our gut health being so important to what we eat is vitamin k2 now many studies have shown that when we take antibiotics it almost completely destroys and disrupts our gut microbiome our gut health down there because um, it can wipe out tons of bacteria that are necessary to breaking down our foods, right? So some studies have shown that even small doses of antibiotics taken years and years ago can have still to this day dramatic effects on your gut biome. And sometimes it completely wipes out certain gut bacteria that helps break down and provide vitamin K2. So Vitamin K2 is necessary within our body and is almost solely found within animal products, animal byproducts, um, with the exception of a fermented soybean product called, uh, I think it's NATO or, or NATO, uh, N-A-T-T-O. Now, without this, uh, without these bacteria, and then without vitamin K2, you can develop diseases like diabetes. It has harsh effects on your cardiovascular system and yeah, etc. So that is one reason why gut health is so important because sometimes depending on the medications that you take, that could have altered your gut biome. And then from there, you are unable to process certain things. So on a very high vegetarian diet, very high vegan um, diet and low meat or no meat diet, um, you can see health issues arise because you're not getting vitamin K2, which is solely in, almost solely in animal byproducts. Um, and that's why one reason why your gut health is also so important to keep in balance. And why also 
looking at antibiotics and medication before you take them because it does have a long-lasting effect. All right, now something that's also really interesting and our third reason why one size just doesn't fit all is because of our ancestors. So the diet that our ancestors ate. Now, I find this really interesting because some people would say it doesn't matter, um, but there's so much evidence. I, I actually, I'm gonna link a lot of the, the research papers and websites that I found that talk about this, that how uh, the diets that our ancestors ate actually impact the diets that that we can eat now so if our ancestors ate predominantly um we're gonna go with the vegan and carnivore thing again if our ancestors ate predominantly like fruits and veggies and they were just what is it called um gatherers and they foraged a lot then your body is a little bit more susceptible to just a vegan vegetarian diet but some cultures were more of hunters and gatherers, so they ate a lot of meats. Um, there was an abundance of meats that our ancestors ate, and that has a huge effect on the way our genes and our gut biome are actually created and passed down from generation to generation. And so that has a huge effect whether your body is more adapt and capable of handling a higher protein, higher animal-based diet, or if your body is more adapt and um, equipped to handle a more, what are they called? Veggies, <laughs> a more vegetarian diet. Okay, so let's move on from there. Another, and this one is pretty obvious, another huge reason that everyone's diets are, are well should be different is because of predisposed health conditions um that one is very self-explanatory um if you have diabetes it's going to change the way that you eat because you shouldn't be eating so many refined carbohydrates you shouldn't be eating things high in sugar um you really have to stay away from those things to balance out your insulin levels and your blood sugar. Or say you have a thyroid disease, you're gonna also, you're gonna also have to watch probably um, your gluten intake. A lot of the time people with thyroid diseases are also celiac. Um, so a lot of the time your predisposed health conditions are going to influence your diet. That one's self-explanatory. Self all right, another big reason, and I think we can all relate to this, is lifestyle. Now we're getting a little bit more out of the health and we're gonna to go to lifestyle. Um, now with lifestyle, whether you have kids or you don't have kids, that's a huge factor um, that you have to think about. Whether you work from home or you work nine hours in an office somewhere, that's you know going to indicate your accessibility to what you can do. Are you gonna be able to take a break and go in your own kitchen and make your own food? Or are you kind of subjected to eating out or the break room? Um, another big factor is whether you're sedentary. So do you work a nine to five job and you're sitting most of the day at a desk in a computer? Um, are you active? Do you go out for a walk at night? Or are you an athlete? Is your job just 
working out, training, running, these are gonna be huge factors of what your diet needs. Um, something we see all the time is that I'm a huge UFC fan. So UFC fighters, a lot of the time, like uh, Patty the Batty, he'll just be eating tons of ice cream and burgers and shoving his face with food. Um, and then you see him a few months later and he's fighting on screen and he looks great. He's got a six pack and he's doing Patty the Batty things. Um, and some of us will look at that and understand why we can't do that. But there's a huge difference. His life is training and some of us are just sitting. Um, so that's gonna be a huge indicator of that. Age actually is going to affect your diet. I know that, um, for example, my grandparents, uh, when I was really, really young, my grandmother used to make homemade bread that she would eat. Uh, my grandfather would get up in the morning and grind the grain to make homemade pancakes in the morning, five in the morning. <laughs> um, but nowadays, because of um, getting older and having, unfortunately, developing certain um, illnesses or just also watching their diet or just certain health conditions changing, now they're unable to eat those things. Um, they choose not to and they change their diet. Um, and that has a lot to do with, you know, predisposed health conditions or just health conditions that are developed later on with age. Um, which we're going to talk a little bit later in some in the future podcasts, but age plays a huge role. Um, as we know, like babies, you're not going to feed babies what a six foot nine is that? That's really tall. Six foot five person um, who works out every day is eating. So age age matters. Um, as well as gender. Uh, gender plays a role, especially when it comes to like menopause, uh, pre-menopause. This is gonna also affect your diet. It affects a lot of things. Um, pre-menopause, menopause affects um, your hormones that are running through your body, hormones that aren't running through your body anymore. Um, it actually also affects your gut biome. So your gender really matters. Now, another reason that is going to affect your diet is financial standing and access to foods. So, you know, um, a lot poor communities are not going to have access to vegan restaurants. Like um, when I was living in New York, there was just vegan restaurants everywhere. Also, just environment of what state you're in is going to dictate your access to those places so can you eat out or not with on these diets um, and then when you do eat out that financial standing eating vegan diets tend to be a little bit higher cost than um, non-vegan diets i know that in the grocery store uh, i think i have a link to this as well that uh, compares price from vegan cheese to regular cheese or vegan meat to regular meat, there's a, there's a slight increase of cost when it is vegan. Um, so that's gonna be one thing, and then access. So, you know, 
eating organic foods from farms, farmer markets are really great as well. So do you have access to that or do you kind of live in a more urbanized city that is a little bit poorer? Um, I'm not sure that there's, you know, there's access to a farmer's market in those communities. So that's going to be a little bit harder. And a lot of the time in poorer communities, you're going to find a lot more fast food restaurants that are readily available on every corner. Whereas you go to a more affluent community and you have kind of higher end restaurants, um, unfortunately, you know, and those higher end restaurants are going to put a little bit more quality ingredients in their foods or they're going to put really, really quality ingredients in their foods. Um, so yeah, those are a lot of the reasons that one size just doesn't fit all. Now going through those, I hope you see that, you know, there's not, we can't all go vegan and we can't all go carnivore. We can't all fast and we can't all work out fed. Like I just can't work out fed. I don't have a great workout. I like working out fasted. Um, so yeah, this just indicates that we really have to focus on our bodies and figure out what works for us. Um, I had a really bad reaction actually when I tried going vegan and um, this actually landed me um, kind of in the hospital for a little while. Um, I passed out, I was really sick and we couldn't really figure out what was wrong with me. And I talked a little bit about this on my Instagram too, but this led to me discovering a lot of allergies and a lot of shifts and changes in my gut microbiome. And it really pointed that I am a carnivore and I can't be a vegan. Now, I've had some vegans come at me and ask me and, and discuss and try to convince me that I could be vegan if I wanted to. But honestly, there's not enough nutrients and not enough... Um, yeah, there's just not enough nutrients in things that are vegan a lot of the time. A lot of substitutes I'm also allergic to, so I'm allergic to soy. So that's where you get a lot of your proteins and a lot of your vitamins and your sustenance. I can eat beans. So that just drives home the point that it's really important for you to focus on it, but also be careful if you are going to transition and do a dramatic change into a certain diet. The keto diet is also an example of a diet that can be really harsh on your system if you don't do it right. A lot of people get the keto flu for the first like, like after a week you get the keto flu and then that lasts for like a week. Um, but that can also change your gut microbiome. So when switching, and changing a new diet, just be wary of that. You will be changing your gut microbiome. You will be affecting the bacteria that is in there. Um, but this shouldn't deter you away from, you know, trying to discover um, the diet that works for you, but go slow. It is very important to go slow. Try the elimination diet. Just go one thing at a time sometimes. Um, dramatic, harsh changes can sometimes be detrimental, which I found out. Um, so yeah, that being said, I don't think we should be scared. I just said this, but I don't think we should be scared at trying new things. Um, it still leaves us a little confused, many of us a little confused at where to begin. But with all that being said, I think 
there are some basic principles that can be followed that kind of do fit one size fits all. Um, everyone can do these things and and your genetics, everything doesn't doesn't affect them. So I'm going to list the basic principles and go through them. Um, the first major basic principle is movement. Now this, okay, also caveat, this list is going to be kind of like a duh, duh list, but um, they're, they're simple. We've all heard about them. We all know them, but they are worth going through and can be huge can be huge to your health, um, especially if you aren't doing them right now. It's worth noting. So movement. Um, now movement, I don't, I don't mean you have to heavily or intensely exercise to see benefit. I mean movement as in whatever that means to you. So if you are largely sedentary or you're sitting at a computer all day at, in your office, if you can just up that movement, up the, the your daily movement by an inch, just just a little bit more than what you're doing already, you're gonna see huge changes as it is. So like, if that's just starting by walking around your house for five, 10 minutes, start with that. That's what I'm saying. Just getting movement going in your day is is huge. It's so important. And then from there, you can increase your movements. Then you can go outside and get moving outside. You can move, you know, go from there. If it is just going to the gym, checking in, walking around, and then leaving, that's a good start. Why is movement important? I think that's important to talk about. So movement promotes uh, healthy joints, stronger bones. Uh, it helps with strength good circulation so getting that bud bud getting the blood pumping and flowing is really important um, it's also going to help with coordination and reflex reactivity it's going to actually improve your learning skills and your concentration and it's really healthy for your mental well-being and honestly your sanity <laughs> so movement without movement we would deteriorate so just whatever you're doing a little bit more if you can all right next thing so limiting sugar intake we hear about this all the time i know you probably you know it you know we need to limit our sugar intake um but it's so important because Sugar is one of those things that is pretty much just calories and almost absolutely no nutrients, almost no nutrients at all. Also within our gut biome um, is a nerve that goes from the gut to our, our brain, the vagus nerve. And when we get, when we eat things with sugar, it goes straight to our brain, straight into the bloodstream and that vastly affects our brain, which we're going to talk about in other episodes. But it, when you flood your brain with sugar, um, I mean, 
this is why we have why we tell kids not to eat so much sugar and why we limit their sugar intake because one you see it as like a hyperactivity but it's also doing other things deteriorating certain parts of your gray matter and and so on okay next thing um too much of anything is never good so we want to limit almost everything if you're if you are suddenly obsessed with for example exercise too much exercise can actually be a bad thing um i was reading recently that a lot of marathon runners actually get sick after they've run the marathon and after they've trained because of the toll that it takes on their body so an important rule too much of anything is just never good so say you get addicted to carrots and all you eat all day long is carrots like that's just not good you need to keep a well-balanced diet, a well-balanced exercise routine, be well-rounded in that. Um, okay, next thing. This one is important and sometimes is so hard. It was really hard for me to do, but stay hydrated. Drink plenty of water. This is really important. All of our muscles, all of our, our body is almost like 90% water. Um, we need that water. It's good for digestion. It helps us with everything, your skin, we need to stay hydrated. It also helps so like if you are working on trying to lose weight um, and stop eating so much, drinking a lot of water helps you stay fuller longer. So that's that's one thing. Um, okay, get adequate, adequate sleep. That's a huge topic that's being talked about a lot lately from other scientists, doctors, and health influencers is adequate sleep. We're gonna talk about that also later. Um, but sleep's super important. Um, if you don't get sleep, that's when your, your brain is pretty much rejuvenating, it's getting a lot of its nutrients, it's, it's resting, um, then you can see a decrease in brain health if you're not sleeping enough. And one of the last things, go outside. Um, Going outside is super important for many reasons. Now the sun, getting vitamin D, but also the sunlight in your eyes is gonna help regulate your circadian rhythm, help you get better sleep at night. It's gonna help with digestion because your eyes are actually also connected to your gut. So that's gonna help regulate um, your metabolism. So going outside is really important. Also walking outside is really important because of that um, Huberman, Andrew Huberman talks about this on his podcast. I'm going to have to re-listen to it. But he talks about how it's really important to even run and walk outside versus inside because you're getting that lateral movement, um, which stimulates your brain. But yeah, so that small list right there is really simple but worth noting and honestly fits all sizes, fits everyone, and everyone can take action in doing those things. Yeah, um, so that's where we begin. <laughs> we finally answered our question, where do we begin? And we've come up with that list. Now, since we have gone through that, we understand the, the, the variation is important that everyone can't follow the same diet. Um, we can move on and discuss, we can discuss those diets and we can find out really what works for us, what works for you and what works for me. 
um, what works for your mom, everyone. We can sit here, go through that research and figure it out. We can go through those nuances now. That actually brings me to something that I think is important bringing up. Um, now talking about health, I feel like this is obvious, but I, I wanna discuss our major goal here is not physical appearance. That's not our goal here. Um, I think when I bring up certain things, certain topics like processed food and whatnot, I, I've been getting some questions about, well, if I'm working out and I am, I'm starting to see my six pack come through and I look great and feel great, can I just eat whatever I want? Now, of course, yes, you can, um, but that's not my goal here. My goal is health, longevity, and to prevent disease and illness. So the goal here is not looks. It's not losing a ton of weight, becoming a size zero. It's not getting a six pack. It's, it, those are just side effects of creating healthy habits. You may get a six pack because you love going to the gym every day, um, because that is your goal. You might become a size four because you enjoy now eating healthy foods and, and moving regularly. They are symptoms of having a healthy lifestyle, but they are not the end goal. They are at least not the reason I started this podcast. They might be some of your end goals, and these are great ways to do them. Um, what is going to be discussed within this podcast. But the reason I started this podcast was not to get you to lose a mass amount of weight um, in a very short amount of time. No, the goal of this podcast is to prevent illness, is to provide you with a lifestyle that you can enjoy and be healthy in and live long, prosperous life with your family. That's the goal of this podcast. And I really want that to be abundantly clear because, because I think sometimes out there, health is conflated with that. Um, health is sometimes seen as only doing what makes you look good. Now, they're great and they go together, but again, that's not the goal here. The goal is to feel better and hopefully look great while we're doing it. Also, with that being said, if anyone has anything that they would like to know, if anyone has any health questions or just like a weird health question or, or they have a topic or maybe you're struggling with something that you kind of just want to know more information about, please hit me up. Go on Instagram, DM me, message, comment. Um, if you want to stay anonymous, let me know. And if not, cool, but hit me up. Let me know because I am, I'm doing this for all of us. I'm doing this for you. And I would love to discuss what you want to know about. Um, I'm curious about it all. So honestly, like I'm going to get to it at some point, but if you could tell me what you want to listen to, what do you want to hear about? Um, then I can start looking into it. I can really gear up and start getting, getting that research together and then maybe we can learn a little something about it. So I thought that'd be cool. Let me know what you think. 
I'm excited to hear what you say. But yeah, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I am Kennedy Della Serna, and this is Beyond the Nonsense with Kenny. Have a great day. Be well.